You're listening to Behind the Design Podcast, your digital version of co-working that takes you behind the scenes on how to create an authentic brand, build an intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. I'm your host and brand guru, Olivia Silvestro, equipping you with the tools to wake up every day doing what you love and make money doing it. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get to it. Hi guys, I am so excited about today's episode to share with you a conversation that I had with Gabrielle Laura, and she is a coach, a podcast host, CEO, self-education nerd, and your biggest cheerleader. She helps you find what you're good at and teach you how to turn it into a business so you can say goodbye to your cubicle and hello to freedom. If anyone knows anything about me, you know, I absolutely love this journey. I love helping people quit their nine to fives and start living life on their own terms. So this conversation with Gabby is filled with inspiration and nuggets and tips for you to how to find what you're good at and actually turn it into a business. Whether you've already started your business or you're looking to start a business and have no idea what that looks like, you are going to love this conversation. Gabby is a wealth of knowledge and I'm excited to share our conversation with her because she is now one of my new friends. So before this, I was like, we have to hang out because I realized that we only lived an hour away. So it's a fun conversation. She is full of personality, full of knowledge. So without further ado, let's get straight into the episode. Hi, Gabrielle. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to chat with you today. You guys are going to love this conversation. We've already been chatting for like 15 minutes and I was like, we got to start recording because... Yes, exactly. I'm really, really looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. So I just want to get started. Tell us and the audience, you know, a little bit about you, what you do, and then how you got into business. Yes. Okay. I love this question so much because it's been... It's been a wild ride to say the least. My business now is I help women start an online business and leave their nine to five. And that came from me working in corporate America for five years and just being miserable. Like I am typically a very happy-go-lucky person. That's just how I, you know, my mom always said like as a baby, you were just the happiest baby and the happiest kid growing up. And then, you know, I found myself graduating college and everyone being like, all right, what are you going to do for your nine to five? Like, what's your job going to be? And I have three sisters. They all grew up being like, I'm going to be a nurse. One is a marine biologist. Like they all just, they knew what they wanted to do. I didn't have the slightest clue. I was like, mom, I don't know what I want to do. Like, none of this is intriguing to me. I know I don't want to be like a nurse. I don't want to I just feel like in college, they give you like five buckets to fit into. It's like a nurse or you yeah. know, you go into psychology or something. And I was just like, none of that is interesting to me at all. Like, I, I don't know what to do. I always just had this gut feeling. I was like, I'm meant to just be my own boss. Like, I'm not meant to work for somebody else. And not because I like can't take direction or anything like that, yeah. but I'm just like, I love that everybody has goals. But I don't want you to pay me just like a fixed number to like work toward your goal. Like I want to pay me to work toward my goal. Yeah. And I've always had that. And so, you know, after college, I 
I was just like going through applications and interviews and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I might as well just do corporate America because I, I can't figure out what I'm good at. Like, I, I don't know what business I would run. And this was like six or seven years ago at this point, but I got a job as a receptionist at a magazine. Now, it was just like a totally toxic environment. I mean, I was making 30 grand a year. Oh my God. Like, how do people, pay? I don't know. How, do, how does anyone like propose someone like, sure, we'll hire you. Here's not enough to pay your rent anywhere. Exactly. And I lived in Boston, which is not cheap. Okay. Yeah, For exactly. Anyone listening and doesn't know Boston, it's like a minimum of $3,000 a month to live there. It is so silly. Yeah. So I lived in the <laughs> North End. If you're familiar with Boston, you'll know what that is. And I loved it so much. And I lived with two friends, but it was up 60 flights of stairs in this. It wasn't a room. It was like a closet and there are no windows. And I paid a thousand bucks a month. Like, oh my ridiculous. God, which is like half of your salary after tax. Exactly. Like, Yep. So like every two weeks I'd get a check for $900. I'll never forget this $900. And I was just like, what is happening? And I was so overworked. They just, you know, it was well over 40 hours a week. And I remember I would walk to work every single day and I was like, oh my God, this can't be it. I'm not doing this till I'm 65. Like this can't be it. And so then I transitioned into sales there and then I kind of, you know, got some sales experience. And then my boyfriend, Eric moved to New York for his job and I was still in Boston. And, you know, we were kind of doing that long distance, which not really long. It was like three hours, but it just, yeah, it just wasn't, you know, we were kind of at the point where either, okay, we're going to stay together and live together, or, you know, we're going to split up and do our own thing. So I said, you know what? I want to give this one more try. I'm moving to New York. So I got a job in Manhattan and because of Eric's job, he works in the medical field. So he had to be right next to the hospital. My commute was five hours a day to work to and from. What? Mm-hmm. To and from. To and, and from five hours? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Round trip. Sorry. Round oh, trip. my God. Yeah. But still, what the heck? It was, it was absurd. I'd wake up at six and I'd get home at 830. And like, we had just rescued our first dog. Like we just had so much going on. And I remember sitting on that train every single day being like, again, that same feeling like this can't be it. This, yeah, I, no way this, like, I did not work hard in college and like my whole life to just sit and and work for somebody else. It was another toxic environment. And I was just like, no way. And so every single day on that train, I would immerse myself in podcasts. I'd buy courses. I take them. And I said, I would just figure out what the heck I was good at. I was like, I'm just, I'm starting a business. So kind of fast forward a little bit, we ended up moving to New Mexico and I ended up going remote for that company. And then long story short is I got laid off because of the pandemic. And I said, you know what? I'm starting my business and here we are. So now I help women do the same. I help them figure out what they're good at, start their business and scale it so that they can start leaving their nine to five. Yeah. That's amazing. So how long now have you had your own business? Since the end of March. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Cause cause of COVID. Okay. Your story is literally exactly like mine. So if anyone's listening and like, listen to my first episode on my journey, it's literally the same thing. I, I'm the oldest in my family, but like my parents did everything by the book, like super traditional, like you go to high school, then you go to college. And then after college you graduate and you get a job. And I changed my major like four times during college. I was just like super creative and like very driven and smart. So it was like, 
I didn't try that hard in school and I did fine. I don't know. I just, all my mates were like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are, yeah. like, where are you going? And then I yeah. graduated and I moved to California because I was like, didn't want to live in the snow. And I moved to California, like had met my roommate and got my job on Craigslist. So like, I literally owe my whole life in California to Craigslist. I love that. And yeah, I had a job, but mine was a little bit different. I had a great boss. I had great coworkers. Like they treated me really well, but it was so soul sucking and boring. I was like, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. Like who are you to say that I can only make $50,000 a year? And then I saw we like outsourced to a contractor graphic designer. And I saw like her invoice or something that her hourly was like three times the amount that I was making. And I was like, wait, what? Like I could do that. So then I started like hearing entrepreneur. And it's funny because I never, like, I probably have known people that had their own businesses, but I never like thought it was possible for me because of the way that I was raised. Like no one in my like immediate circle is a business owner, except now that I'm thinking about it, like my boyfriend's dad owns a few body shops in upstate. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I had never like thought that it was possible for me. And then out West in California, like people just, and you probably felt this in New Mexico too, like like on the East coast, it's a rat race. Like people put like their jobs are their life where out West it's kind of like, I work so I can go to happy hour so I can surf so I can hike. Like they just have a completely like different outlook on everything. And I super vibed with that. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to start my own business. And I kept being like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Also, I'm a self-taught graphic designer. So like I took a few graphic design classes, but like not really. I love that. So I wanted to get where you wanted to go. I love that. Yeah, exactly. And like, so I was going to ask you too. So I'm a manifester and ENFJ and type seven on the Enneagram or the personality test. Yeah. So I have like impulses and I just Mm -hmm. like do them where like, there's no thought, like no like conscious thought process. So like I moved to California. I was like, I'm going to California. And like a month later I was living in California. I woke up one day and it was funny. Cause like I had called my mom too at my job. And I was like, mom, like, I just don't feel like this can't be it. And Mm -hmm. she was like, live, no one loves their job. And I was like, they all say yes. And I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, I will not be that type of person. And that's mm-hmm. how like, so it's funny how similar, do you know your human design? So this is really funny. I have a couple girlfriends in this space and one of them is an Enneagram coach where oh. she just like, everything is like off your Enneagram. And she's like, what are you? And I said, I haven't taken the test yet. She's like, take the friggin' test. I'm like, I, I literally was texting her the other night. She's like, so what are you? I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it now. And then I, <laughs> I need to. I, I will get back to you. I have to get back to her too. I yeah. will do it today. I'm going to force myself to do it. Yeah. I really want to know. I'm, I'm super curious. Like it's interesting. Cause I put up like an Instagram post the other day of like something to figure out before you start your business where it's like, what there's two types of entrepreneurs. Like, which one are you? The one who can start it as a side hustle in your nine to five and like be focused and do both jobs and be fine. Or type two, where you just can't, like, you just can't do both. Like you're, yeah. Your mental energy is just sucked out from your day job that when you get home, you just don't want to do anything. And you want to like, you just can't, you just can't do both. And, and I'm totally number two. Like I just, I could not, like I needed that fire under my ass 
getting like the rug pulled out from underneath me when I lost my job to like fully yeah. get up and do it. Yeah, so I'm yeah. really curious what I am. I will definitely give report back on that. Yeah, it's definitely important. And I want to come back to that Instagram post in a second, because that was something that I wanted to talk to you about that I think people yeah. will find super valuable. But yeah, when I figured out my human design and my personality type, it was honestly life-changing because I always felt like I didn't belong because Mm -hmm. I am super impulsive. I don't ask permission. I'm very bossy. Like when I want something, like there is no, no, like it's like, okay, that's an obstacle. And then I will make it happen. And that's just how I am. And like you were saying with those five buckets in education, I definitely felt like I was kind of like the best way to put it is the wrong side of magnets, like missing each other, you know, and there's so many people out there. And I feel like entrepreneurs specifically, like we are different than most people. We don't like the security. We like the risk. And I've been asked on recent podcast interviews, like, what do you think that the number one personality trait of a successful entrepreneur? And to me, it's passion. Like if you are passionate about something, you're going to make it happen. And knowing your personality type also, like we have to make our own schedules. Like you have to know, are you a night worker? Can you only work three hours a day? Are you better, you know, taking breaks in the middle of the day? It like really, really helps you. And when I, I'm like very into human design. So I know my human design very well. And it has helped me like not only in business, but like my relationships and everything. So I'm interested to know what you are in human design and then what you are, your Enneagram type is. It's, it's so important. And like, right, as you were saying that I'm like, I'm like a huge advocate of therapy. I think everyone in the world should have a therapist. And I love mine, Pam. I talk about Pam a lot. And I was talking to her. I was like, Pam, like, do I have ADHD? Like, <laughs> I, I, like I'll sit Pam down. Is and I'll therapist name. <laughs> it, it's just like Pam. It's like, the, it, yeah, it's just, Pam. Pam. Yeah. yeah I'm like, Pam, please help me. So I was like, do I have like ADHD? And she was like, no. She's like, <laughs> you just need more breaks. Like you, you're just somebody who needs breaks. She was like, think about you and your nine to five. Like I couldn't sit still. Like if yeah. you sit me at a desk for like more than 90 minutes, I'm just like fidgeting. Like, like I think they invented fidget spinners for like people like me. Like I just yeah. can't, I, I just can't. She's like, you're just somebody who needs breaks. And so honestly, I will do like 30 minutes of work. I'll go like walk my dogs. I'll do an hour of work and I'll go let my dogs out. Like I, that is like where I function off of. So I totally agree. It's really important to understand like how you thrive and like where you work best, because I think people feel that pressure. Like, Hey, if I'm not at my desk for eight hours a day, I'm not working hard. Yes. No, that's not true. Like I think back and I'm society has gotten us to think that's not true. Exactly. Like if you, I'm curious if you had this too, but like back when I was working and sitting at my desk, I would really just get like three hours of work done a day. And the rest was just like sitting on my phone or like Googling something random just to like get through the day. Whereas now, like I'm taking a lot more breaks, but I'm 10 times more productive because I can take those breaks. And you're doing like everything you do for your business is important. So like, yeah, completely. I used to like go on Facebook. I would like design my my website. I would do... I would play I on Photoshop. That. I would make renderings on Photoshop. Like why? I, that yeah. had nothing to do with what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. So I want to go back to that Instagram post about the two types of people mm-hmm. who 
you know, how they quit their jobs. And I know that like quite a few, I mean, this will help anyone wherever they are in entrepreneurship, but there are quite a few listeners who are either in full-time and looking to make the transition, or maybe they've transitioned from full-time to Mm part-time. So what are those two types of people? And for each type, what would be your best tips on how to, you know, quit your job and start your own business? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this question so much because figuring out that these two types even existed was game changing for me because as I was sitting on that train on my job in New York, like heading to the job in New York, I would listen to podcasts and interviews and YouTubes and everything was really geared towards that type one person. And that type one person is they're working the full-time job. So they're the graphic designer in corporate America. And then they get that inkling like, you know, I might not want to do this forever. Let me kind of dabble to figure it out what else I'd want to do. And then you start dabbling and then you come up with a business idea. Okay, great. I'm going to work my nine to five. And then from seven to nine, every single night, I'm going to start my graphic design business. And you have that mental capacity where you can really do both. Like you're, you like having the security, that cushion of your salary, and you like just building this on the side in your downtime. And then once that type one person gets to like 75% of their salary in their business, they then say, okay, well, now I'm going to start making some corporate America exit plans. And then once you hit 100% of what your salary is, that's typically when the type one person leaves. Now, for the type two person, and I'm type two. So when I was listening, yeah, when I was listening to all like the podcasts, the interviews and so forth, I was like, oh, I just can't, like, just like you said before, like you've kind of felt like something was wrong with you. I was just like, this just isn't me. Like I've, I've tried. I actually started like a little Etsy shop. Eric and I started when I was working in corporate America, but we just did it for like a year. Like it just was nothing crazy, but it was my test to be like, you know what? I just, I do not have the mental capacity to do that. So then once I figured out that the type two existed and the type two is where that rug is pulled out from underneath them, they're either fired, they're laid off, they quit on the spot with no backup. And that's what happened to me. I was laid off and it, and then Eric lost his job a week later and it was figure it out, sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And So the type two person, they have that life-changing event and then they're just like, all right, pressure's on, fire's under the ass, let's go. And that's when you're like, okay, figuring it out. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm starting. Here's the market research. And then as you're building up an engaged audience, that's when you're really making money on the side, whether you're just like doing a quick Fiverr gig or you're selling your clothes on Mercari to just like get by while you're still building your business. Mm -hmm. So there's the two types. Now, in terms of when to leave your nine to five, it really comes down to you sitting down. And I have two graphs on my Instagram if you guys wanted to look at them, but it's- Uh, Gabrielle Laura. Yeah, Gabrielle with two E's. Regular Gabrielle Laura was taken. So it's Gabrielle (laughs) with two E's. But before you guys just, decide which route you're going to go, sit down and say, which type am I? Can you guys pull off starting a business while you're in your nine to five? If the answer is yes, then do that and keep that cushion. If the answer is no, there's nothing wrong with you at all, but we're figure that out. So just figure out a game plan for that. Like, do you have at least six months of your bills saved up in your savings? Like, how does that look? And make sure that you have your ducks in a row to make sure that you can leave. I would definitely make sure that you have a financial you have finances in the bank. Like if you're at zero and you're living paycheck to paycheck, it's not the best idea. But again, some people really need that pressure. And so it's really like up to the individual person what works best for them. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's, you know, I was type two for sure. Like I just woke up and quit my job and like put my two weeks in and it worked for me because I am not type one. Like I would come home from work. I'm the type of worker too, who like, is just works really hard when they're given tasks. So like my corporate job, like I worked my ass off. Like I wasn't a slacker at all. So it was like, I would come home from work and be like, I'm not working on my business right now. Like I, I literally can't, but I don't recommend that to anyone ever because I don't want them to come back and be like, I quit my job now. Can you help me? It's like, like, help. what do I do? Like, no, you need that. And then also a big thing too. I don't know if this was a concern of yours. Like when you're over the age of 26, you need insurance. Yeah. And that held me back for a while. I was like, what am I going to do about insurance? So happy to touch on this quickly. Cause I know it's like a big thing and I, I figured it out. So there's a company called stride health S T R I D E health. And what you do is you go on there and they'll ask you a couple questions. Like, are there any prescriptions that you, that you need to take? Are there any doctors you want to make sure are within your, your new insurance? Answer those questions. You have a spouse dependent and so forth. And then they generate the top insurance plans for you. And you know, the ones that I I pay a million dollars a year. I told Alex that I'm only marrying him to get on his health insurance. Yeah. (laughs) Totally not true. (laughs) No, I mean, I, I I definitely, definitely get that. I, it's seriously such like, it just holds, (laughs) it's stupid insurance. It holds you back so much, but it's wicked expensive. And the good thing about this is their open enrollment is from November 1st to December 15th of this year. So like in a couple days. So for anyone listening, make sure you check that out. The plans that I know everyone's I'll put this, I'll put the link in the show notes, but I'm definitely gonna check it out. Yeah, like the plans are really reasonable. Like just for me, I'm, Eric and I aren't married or anything. And just for me, like there was some that were 200 bucks, 300 bucks a month, like nothing crazy. My, my parents own their own business. And like for our family, they were paying like thousands a month for health insurance. Well, and it it also depends like what state you live in or like, I know we have people that listen that are um, in Canada, but I don't know. There's like that threshold where you can pay, like depends how much you make. Yes. And it is like really, you know, I do this and I just make sure that I'm what I'm paying myself on paper. I'm not doing anything illegal. Also, that sounded like I was like, (laughs) but I don't don't, live above my means. So I just pay myself what I need and I stay under that threshold. And then you kind of can like figure it out from there. Like if you give yourself a bonus or there's a lot of things that you can buy through your business. So that's something to keep in mind, but yeah, absolutely. It's, it's crazy how much people pay for insurance. It's, it's silly, but, and then also if you get a trusted accountant, they'll be able to run through all that with you and be like, this is where you pull that fund. This is where you pull this fund. And they'll just make it super, super clear and crisp for you. I really recommend that. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. That's good to know. So stride health and yeah, let's talk about money actually just for a little bit, because that's obviously the biggest concern of everyone and how to like get your finances in a row and all that stuff. So one thing that is important for sure is like, make sure you have six months of expenses in your account. And then something that like I did is if you have a partner, you live with someone, Alex and I were kind of young, like we were 24. When I quit my job, I only worked in corporate for like a year and a half. Basically, I said like I could cover rent. I could cover my Mm -hmm. rent for six months. And then Alex kind of could help if we needed that. Yes. It never got to that point. I like really, really tried to like make it not that, you know, Mm -hmm. make it not get there. What I would do personally, and you can let me know what you think about this, is I just kind of like wrote down my expenses, like 
the absolute necessities, like not shopping, not going to Pilates, like what are your necessities? Food. Food. Yep. So like food, (laughs) bills, and like house and figure out what that is. And then how many clients you need to just cover that. So if you need one client, if say it's, you know, a thousand dollars a month and you need one client, then, then you kind of can know, Mm -hmm. kind of can gauge from there. So what, how do you usually like help your clients through that? Absolutely. Yes. It's such a good question because everybody has different money habits, but having strong money habits guys is life changing. And it's so interesting because back in school, I was terrible at math, terrible. Yeah. And this just goes to show like how like kind of screwed up our education system is as we talked about it before, like they just put you into this bucket. So terrible at like Y equals MX plus B. But if you were to ask me, in any of the accounts we have, the exact number that's in there, I could tell you. Like, super good with numbers about knowing that. So make sure that you guys first just get yourselves really familiar with your finances and with your numbers. Like, not to like obsess and like memorize them, but if I was like, okay, what's not that I would ever ask somebody this, but if somebody were to ask you, what's in your checking account? You know, you know what what number is in there, and then you know all your bills. So what I do is make sure that people we understand what their first financial situation is. Some people, they're like, I live check to check. That We got to figure that out. Starting today, like starting from the jump, make sure that you guys, and as you touched on before, like you're really living below your means. Like you're not, if you can't buy a Mercedes, we're not out here buying Mercedes, okay? Like you really are putting away a lot of your money because you want that into an emergency fund. And what you can do with that six months is you can then put it into an interest bearing account where you can then make money on that while it's just sitting there. Right. So you definitely want to make sure that your finances are in a row, but just like you said, we're going to sit down and say, okay, what are your bills each month? Your bills are $3,000 for instance, let's say that. Great. So what we know is that you're going to start a three-month retainer, and the three-month retainer is going to be $3,000. So each month, at the bare minimum, you have to get one person in there. And of course, you have to take taxes out of that and all that. So it's really more than one person, but to just kind of lay the icing on the cake, because we have a couple bucks in savings, we're going to strive to get just one person from the very start. Because I think when people jump into business and they're like, oh my God, I need to get like 10 people each month, and what if I don't, blah, blah, blah. Take it in small bite-sized chunks. We're starting with one person. And then once we get three consecutive months of getting one person in, we're going to then jump to three. And what we're going to do is we're going to take what works for that one person. And then we're going to make sure we learn from what did not work for the 10 people who said no. Right. And that's really where we start. But, you know, back to finances, it's just super, super important that you guys are on the ball of unnecessary spending. And if you really want to be humbled, go through your credit card. Cause I don't know about you guys, but like back in the day, I would just pay my card. I wouldn't look, didn't want to see it said $2,000 due. Okay, here you go. I didn't look through each one. Like they could have been double charging me. And that was a big mistake. So look through each month as painful as it is. And if you see you spent $600 at the McDonald's drive-thru this month, then we got to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready to finally have a website you're proud of? A website that showcases your services, attracts your ideal clients, and allows you to finally charge what you're worth? Our Show It website templates are plug and play, 
completely customizable and designed strategically for coaches and wellness businesses to make an impact online. And when I say completely customizable, I mean it. Fonts, colors, logo, photos, literally everything can be changed to fit your brand and vision. With a video library full of step-by-step videos, you can have your website up and running before you know it and can ditch the one you currently have. Head to CurrentDesignStudio.com to shop your brand new website and use code DESIGN15 for almost $90 off. Like for any stage of business to know your numbers. Like exactly. you need to see like every few months, like I go through our softwares and like platforms that we're using, like subscriptions. And I'm like, what the hell is even this? Like why? I was paying for Hulu because my little brother wanted to watch something on Hulu. Like we don't even really watch TV and we're like, I was paying for Hulu, which is not a lot a year, but like, why was I paying for Hulu when I don't watch it for my little brother? Then I found out that he wanted to watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah, I already finished that. Like I'm not watching it anymore. So it's like, but also just in business, like knowing what it is that you're paying for. And especially when you're first starting out or, or even if you're not, even if you're making $30,000 a month, like know where that money is going. And I actually just talked about this with my business coach last night. And she was saying that your expenses, and I'm curious to know what you think about this should be like no more than like between 20 and 30% of your net operating interest, your NOI. So anyone that's like, oh my God, what the hell is NOI? I'm never going to know that. I still don't really know. (laughs) Like numbers are seriously not my thing, but you have to work on that and know, especially if you're starting out, just knowing like where your money is going. Exactly. And it's so important to do that in your personal life and your business life. Like you said, like the second I was laid off from my job, I said, all right, no more getting the nails done. I'm going to buy a gel machine for the same price as like one session of getting my nails done and do it myself or the dick powder. You know, I am only going to go out to get a Chipotle bowl once a week, you know, it's just like, like you have to scale it back. And, you know, instead of going out for drinks all the time, I'm going to buy some bottles of wine and invite friends over, you know? So like really scale back in that aspect, but look at your numbers in your personal life. How many times you're getting your nails done? Like, what do you really need to be doing? And ask yourself before you spend, do you really need that? Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's a hard question. And And so, yeah. And like the, this podcast is like behind the design. Like I was telling you before we got on the call is, you know, you see everyone when they're starting business, like a beautiful curated Instagram Mm -hmm. feed and a beautiful website and a logo and all of that stuff. And there's so much sacrifice that comes into starting a business and running it. So know when you're going into it, don't let it like deter you because, you know, a year down the road, you're going to be like easy breezy and like not easy breezy, but you're going to be enjoying the ride a lot more. Exactly. Um, but for me, like I struggled and sacrificed probably for a year mm-hmm. of like just figuring out what my services were, like how much I was going to charge, like not, I mean, and I lived in California, like in a beach town, like I wanted to go out and like drink and do bottomless mimosas every weekend, but like I couldn't, you know, there were weekends that I didn't get to do anything. So it's important to know that like, if you think that entrepreneurship is going to be, woo, starting my business, 10 K months, you know, all of this goes into it. And one thing too, I just want to mention quickly about finances is open a separate bank account. Yes. Game changing. It's absolutely game changing because here's the thing, guys, when you say you get your first client and that client pays you $3,000 first, you have to take out what I do is I have, 
I put 33% into an account for taxes, 33% to me, 33% back into the business. Oh, I like that breakdown. So, I don't do, I yes. not do that. I like that breakdown. Yes. So definitely take that breakdown. So 33 to taxes, 33 to you, 33 to the business. And you can, if you want to not give 33 to all you, that's fine. Put it into the business. That That's fine too. I don't always give all 33% to me, depending on kind of what's going on. But your biggest thing is that's not just $3,000 to you. You got to pay Uncle Sam 33% of that. And I think a lot of people forget that you have to pay taxes on that. Like when you're a 1099, like when you own your own business, whether it's like consulting or, you know, sole proprietorship, whatever, you can't forget those taxes because once tax season comes, you don't want to get hit with a bill for 30 grand and be like, oh my gosh, now what? You know, like you have to have to pay those. So I know a lot of people kind of get slap happy starting the business, like, oh, all this money, like you have to be super, super smart about it. And my next biggest piece of advice is find an accountant who you like a lot. I know Olivia, you're local to me. So I have an awesome one. If you need one, his name's Kevin. He's great. He's wonderful, but find an accountant who really, really knows what they're talking about and have them advise you, have them say, Hey, you know what? I would do this. And there's, they know not, not how to like beat around taxes at all. You have to pay your taxes, but they know, Hey, if you invest into this account, then you can write those off on your taxes. You know, they know what you can write off and what you can't so that you don't get charged like crazy. So make sure that you're seeking an advisor. If that's not your strong suit, you're seeking an advisor who can help you a lot because even if they charge you a couple hundred bucks for an hour or something, it is so worth your time to know what you can do with your money. Like where can you invest it? Because if you have extra cash laying around, you want that invested. So then you can keep building up on that. And even like my accountant, like I happily pay her every month Mm -hmm. because I'm like, it's an expense or an investment to work with them. But you get more money back because they know what the hell they're doing. Exactly. That's exactly it. And so definitely do that. So like you said, open up that bank account. I would suggest the 33%, like I said, the 333. Do that because it's just going to, it's just going to save you big time. And you guys, you don't want any financial headaches, but kind of back to my point of the $3,000. So then you take out your taxes from that, you take out your expenses, and then that's what goes into the business and back to you. So when you're doing your numbers, when you're pricing your services, keep that in mind. I know it's like so common for people to just cut their prices and say, oh, you know, I'll do a session for a hundred bucks an hour. Yeah, I know. I know. know. Audible sigh. (laughs) Yes, I know. Exactly. So one of like the analogies I like to use when I talk to people. So think about there's two cars. Say you're going to buy a new Honda CRV and two identical cars, each have the same issues, same year, same amount of miles. And then you have one at the dealership that is $20,000. And then you have one being sold on Craigslist for $6,000. Which one do you trust more? I'm going to trust the $20,000 one. Cause why are you selling it to me for six? If it's worth 20. Right. You know, I love that. I love that. That's such a good one. Okay. So let's backtrack a little bit because you specialize in helping people quit their nine to five and, yes. you know, build and scale their businesses. So yes. say I'm your client and I, or anyone that's listening, you know, comes to you and is like, I'm ready to quit my job and start my business. Walk us through the steps that you do with this client? Absolutely. So the first kind of step that we go through is, do you have a business idea? Do you have a business? 
talents or are you at like you just don't know what the heck you're good at I really specialize I do all three of those but my sweet spot is the people who are like I'm not good at anything I have no skills blah 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 like that's where I come in and was like that was me you're wrong hold on a second I'm gonna prove you wrong so if you want I'll give you guys these two exercises to do if you're in that boat right now these are the exercises that I run through part of them that I run through with my clients where it just helps you so much kind of figure out what you're good at and not just what you're good at. Like, is it going to make you money? Is it a profitable business idea? So the first thing to do is think about your story and people are like, well, what's my story? I'm like, well, you tell me like, what is your story? Like what transformational experiences have you been through in your life? So I worked with this girl named Emily where she her and I were on the phone and she was like, I'm not good at anything, but I'm dying to be my own boss. I want to stay home with my kids. I just can't do this anymore. Like, what do I do? So I asked her about her life. Like, just tell me about yourself. And she was telling me a couple things. And then she lit up when she started talking about her kids. So I was like, okay, tell me more about your kids. Like, what has your experience with them been like? And she said, you know, I had this horrible experience with postpartum depression for both of them. Terrible. And I was so alone. I didn't have family around. You know, my husband was great, but I just didn't have much support. I didn't know what to do. And it was the darkest time in my life. And I said, you know, keep walking me through that. And she walked me through it. And long story short, she now has a business where she helps women who are going through postpartum depression. Oh my God. That's amazing. That is so cool. So exactly. So the first really step of figuring out like what your sweet spot is and like what your genius is, is your transformational experiences. So write down everything. Did you gain a lot of weight in college and then you lose it? Did you have a weird childhood, but you made it through? Like what stories in your life have shaped your life? And you don't, it doesn't have to be this like crazy, huge thing, you know, like you were a drug addict and you came out on the other side. Like it doesn't have to be this huge transformation. Like mine was, I was miserable in corporate America. Didn't want to be like those people, like just working their life away and not happy and couldn't find what I was good at. Like, that's what a lot of people resonate. And like, that's my story. That's, that's nothing crazy, but it still counts. So I want you to write out those experiences. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's just, it's so helpful. And then the second part of that is something called riffs. Have you ever heard of riffs before? I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't, I don't know. So, okay. So what I would ask somebody is like, if you and I were going to go to coffee and you knew we were going to be there for like five hours, what could you talk to me about just the whole time? No sweat off your back. There's no pressure. There's no stress, no anxiety. What could you talk to me about the whole time? And I want you to write out three to five things that you could just, it could be your dogs. It could be how you like your coffee anything. So a funny story about this is I was doing this with somebody and she was just like super, super convinced that she wasn't good at anything. And she's like, I could talk to you about unloading my dishwasher. And I said, okay, cool. So like, tell me more about that. And she's like, I love unloading my dishwasher. I love to just like keep my cabinets organized. And I said, okay, like keep walking me through that. And it was funny because one of her transformational experiences was like her just like being super messy and then like learning how to like organize her closet. So then she's telling me about the dishwasher and keeping her things organized. She's now starting a business where she goes into people's homes and she organizes their stuff. Oh she- my God. And we all know that home edit has legit made their, they just, I don't know if you watched that show, but they organized Reese Witherspoon's yeah. business. So it's clearly yeah. possible and they make a killing, a, like a killing, like same with the company, imagine it done in New York. Like I've like follow like an influencer and she was 
was using it. And I was just like, yes, like those people make a killing and they go in and they're going to organize your pantry. They're going to organize your closet. It brings them joy and it brings you joy. They're making an impact and then they're making a killing. Yeah, so, that's amazing. I had a client, the name of her business is Lightly Living. So she goes in, she organizes, she purges stuff. And her whole thing is like wellness in your home space. So okay. like how, you know, it brings you joy. So that's freaking amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's like, you guys want to take those transformational experiences with your riffs and see if you can just connect the dots. And if you can't connect the dots, have an outsider do it. Have somebody who you don't know connect the dots. Cause sometimes you're just so close to that genius that it takes somebody who doesn't know you to be like, wait a second, what about this? Yeah. And you're like, Oh, duh. Yeah. So yeah definitely. Where I that. So aside from I had a question, like the biggest obstacle that you see through people. So it sounds like they think that they're not good at anything. Is there anything else where like common challenges that people think about themselves or like mindset shifts that need to happen in order to start your own business? Oh my goodness. Yes. hundred percent. Almost everyone who sits down with me is like, I'm not good at anything and I'm not qualified enough to do it. I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. And I'm like, hold your horses, honey. One second. <laughs> If you have gotten yourself results with that, you have the experience. If you are one step ahead, if you know how to organize your whole pantry in a beautiful way and keep it clean, you're a step ahead of the mother who, who she just can't. She doesn't have the time. She has the kids running around. You know, she's overwhelmed and she wants it to look good. You're a step ahead. Mm -hmm. When I started my business, I had just started one business before. I had started an Etsy shop and it was nothing crazy. And I said, you know what? I'm going to help people start businesses. And I had, you know, people close to me be like, well, you don't have the experience for that, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, I do. I know how to do it. I've done it. Yeah. And then like look where we are now, it's like, you just have to understand that if you are one step ahead, it's fine. You do not have to be a hundred steps ahead. So the biggest, to answer your question, the biggest mindset block is, you know, I'm just, I'm not good enough. Like I don't have the experience. And then the second biggest one is confidence. Like I'm not putting myself out there. Like I'm not getting on video. Like you, like, who am I to do this? So a lot of the work I do is like 85% mindset. Yeah. That's kind of what I figured. And it's interesting that you say that about, you know, the education and the experience and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Cause that's, I work with a lot of health coaches, life coaches, yoga instructors. And the biggest thing that we emphasize in on their brand is their story. Yes. You know, we don't have like a huge long about page, but we say, because it's like, your transformation is how you've got here. And while like, you know, the coaching industry might seem super saturated, no one is you and no one has gone through the same things that you have. And then to, to like top on that is what comes easy to you might not come easy to someone else. So like I can take your idea of some crazy brand and make it into a beautiful, tangible thing that you will have for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. I cannot run my numbers. So that is why I outsource an accountant. Mm -hmm. So it's like people are not, you know, what comes easy to you. Like I can't organize my pantry. My pantry is not, well, my fiance is very organized. So thank God for him. But like, if I were to, <laughs> live, exactly. if I were to live by myself, like I would need to like hire someone like that. So what comes easy to you? Like a hundred, like probably doesn't come easy to other people. Exactly. And it's like, I can't stress enough just getting that outside opinion of somebody who does not know you to highlight that. Because like, if you ask your parent or your sibling, they're like, Oh, you know, people do that all the time. And 
it's close to them too. Like your genius is so close to them because you're so close to them that it's like, if you could just get that outside opinion, that's like the second I got an outside opinion, like that, that's what sealed the deal for me. And I spent years trying to figure it out. So it just, it just makes a big difference, but I totally agree with your story. And, you know, another setback that a lot of people have is they're like, well, thousands of other people are running this business. And it's like, that's a good thing because that means there's a market for it. And with no market, it's not a business. And so the way you stand out from that competition is your story. And like for the people listening, think about who you resonate with. Why do you resonate with them? Is it because they've had a similar experience in life that you've had? Likely. So you want to just share that story like crazy to really attract those people to you. Yeah, a hundred percent. I love that. So action steps. I like to have like, Mm -hmm. to this, they're like, hell yeah, I am so ready to quit my nine to five. I'm over it. What would you say? What is an action step that they can do like right now? Yes. So the biggest action step guys is that transformational experience and your riffs. Even if you have a business, I want you to make sure that that business is fully aligned with who you are down at your core. And for you to do that, you have to understand who you are down to your core. So write out your story. And not only are you going to use that story for to really figure out if what you're doing is aligned or to figure out what you're good at, you're going to use that in your copy, like in your messaging, in your website. So that's really for the people who maybe haven't started yet or who are just newer, but for people who have started an action step for you to take right now, if you're not already doing this, and this is something that I see is looked over a lot, when you have a discovery call with somebody, somebody who's interested in using your services, I want you to take notes like crazy, like maybe even record their conversation if they're okay with that. And then I want you to take their direct pains and I want you to then put that within your copy because I see a lot of people that I speak with is they're missing out on sales opportunities because they think that what they're offering is what people are going to want. No, when you're talking to people, I want you to really listen to what they're saying. And for example, like if you're a health coach who helps moms lose that baby pooch. And you hear somebody on a discovery call be like, oh, I have this baby pooch. I can't get rid of it. I want you to then put that copy on your site being like, I will help you get rid of that pesky baby pooch. That's like impossible to get rid of, you know? So those are two good action steps that I would take. Yeah. I love that. That's really good. And I'm always talking about your ideal client because everything you create is for them and not you. Okay. This was so awesome. So before we wrap it up, I just want to ask you a few questions. So you mentioned that you were listening to a bunch of different podcasts about, you know, when you were starting your business, are there any that you suggest? Yes. So I would listen to Jenna Kutcher, like every single one of her episodes, like crazy. I would listen to Melissa Griffin. Oh, I love Melissa Griffin. I just don't really awesome? like her picture, but that's just a personal opinion. Yeah, but I yeah, love yeah. Melissa Griffin. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Melissa Griffin, love her. And then Sunny Leonard Uzi. She's oh a God, great character. Yes. So the three of them I like I like a lot. So yeah, those are all great podcasts. Sunny has great YouTube videos too. Well, that's like her thing. So yeah, exactly. She's so so talented. Yeah. She's amazing. Okay, awesome. This was so good, Gabrielle. And I will link all of your stuff in the show notes so everyone can follow you. But if you want to just tell us how we can work with you and where we can follow you. And if you have any like anything exciting to share. 
Yes, absolutely. Okay. So if you guys want to find me on Instagram, it's at Gabrielle with two E's, Lara. And then my website is GabrielleLara.com. If you guys want to do a discovery call to see if we are aligned and I can help you start your business, let's do it. It's free. Feel free to just DM me or hop on my website and schedule some time. I have a three month program where I help take people from zero to start in their business. You will have a started business by the end of it. And then I also have a free three day start your online business bootcamp. So three videos for you guys to work through and it's great. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I'm so excited. So I will link all those in the show notes and then also like on Instagram and everything, but thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it, Olivia.